to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live from our stations here at www.twave.tv, twitcasting.tv and our various networks. So we pray that you can stay tuned to our program today as we're going to continue looking at the book of Zechariah. We're in Zechariah chapter 9 we're talking about the Lord Jesus, the King is coming. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, especially a difficult passage like Zechariah 9. We ask, Lord, for your guidance and direction and open up our mind and hearts, Lord, to grow in our relationship with you. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning into the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry, as well as the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones. And we are transmitting live from our stations and our various networks. So for those of you that are following us, on Facebook, we thank you for tuning in. Also, tweetcasting.tv. And, of course, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free ministry. We're excited to be here with you all today. As we have some exciting things going on that we want to share with you. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, it's good to have you on. Good to be on, brother. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. As always, just blessed to have you on the program with me. Oh, it's a blessing to be on with you, brother. You always brighten my day. Awesome, awesome. And of course, Nathan, normally I call you a little earlier and we pray and all that, but we had a few little glitches. You know how technology is. You are a web minister, right? Well, hopefully the technology is going well and people are enjoying this uh, broadcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nathan. Nate, also before we continue, maybe someone is new to the program and they don't know uh, regarding the wonderful ministry that you serve there and also some of the events. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, I serve Lamb and Lion Ministries. Well, I serve the Lord. <laughs> Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And folks can check us out on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org or even our blog, christinprophecyblog.org. And there folks can get to know us. Uh, we have a television show, Christ in Prophecy, broadcast all over the major networks like NRB and uh, TBN and Daystar. And we also have um, many articles, a magazine, newsletter, social groups you can sign up for, e-newsletter. We've got it all in this weekend. We are hosting our annual Bible conference called The Great Debates of Bible Prophecy. And we'll be airing that on our website at landline.com all day Saturday. We'll be live streaming it. So if uh, you're a part of a Bible study or just by yourself or a church, I hope you'll host it and enjoy it. It's a free Bible conference you can watch online. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Johnson. For those who are watching us live there, maybe Facebook and our other networks, you can check out this information. I have the pamphlet right there. And uh, Nathan, we're excited. We're going to be able to stream and hopefully get some people in here and enjoy the conference with you. Well, I appreciate you hosting it as a satellite conference church, uh, Pastor Vic. It's a great blessing, and it really opens up the option for people to go to, yes. uh, and to a conference when they can't come here to the Dallas area. Absolutely, Nathan, and we also encourage people to come, and we're going to try to get pizza here for our group during the break. So, hey, if anyone finds themselves in the Hollandale <laughs> area, come by and hang out with us. So, hey, save me a slice. Uh, I, I certainly will. But listen, I want to seriously thank you guys for putting this together. And I've been encouraging people to take advantage of this incredible resource 
there at Lamb and Lion and this incredible conference with such incredible speakers. So Nathan Jones, thank you for sharing that, that wonderful information. We're very excited. And of course, Nathan, we're also excited because we have been going through the book of Zechariah, uh, sort of like in a chapter by chapter, verse by verse type of a deal. And we land in chapter nine this week. And you said it, it is uh, uh, a little bit of a hard passage, but it's an exciting one because it's going to offer hope to anyone that is tuned in and, and listening. I think you would agree with that, Nathan. I would totally agree. Awesome, awesome. And, and of course, uh, for those of you that are following along with us, if you don't have a Bible, we would encourage you, get a Bible, find a Bible, use your Bible app on your phone, and follow along with us as we dive into the book of Zechariah. We are in chapter 9. Uh, Nate, before we jump into chapter 9, might you give us a little bit of recap of chapter 8 for maybe someone who wasn't here for last week's segment? Certainly, uh, the prophet Zechariah, along with Haggai, was encouraging the people who had just returned from exile in Babylon to rebuild the temple of God. And the people were more than willing. They had a lot of struggles, especially from the Samaritans. And uh, they were just disappointed because the temple wasn't as incredible as Solomon's temple. And right. so Zechariah had this great uh, duty. It wasn't just to give God's message, but to encourage the people. It was a great encourager. So here he's, he's encouraging the people up through chapter 8, but now we're getting into a new section, and this is really an impressive section. It's a, one of two oracles concerning the Messiah, the coming of the Jewish Savior, and who would end up being the Savior of the world. And so the first section is chapters 9 through 11. So if we're going to do chapter 9 today, that also goes 9 through 11, and that is the rejection of the Lamb, the rejection of the Messiah, and it's filled with incredible prophecies about the first coming of Jesus Christ and how he's rejected. The following three chapters will be the acceptance of the lion, the second coming of Jesus Christ, where he returns to defeat evil and set up his millennial kingdom and how the Jewish remnant will accept him. So this is an incredible passage because it gives us so many insights into the first and second coming of Jesus Christ that that's what makes Zechariah like the revelation of the Old Testament, just like Daniel. Mm. It provides fantastic prophecies that just will blow your mind. Absolutely, Nathan. Thank, and thank you for giving us a wonderful outline. That's also that's almost like an invitation, right, for those watching <laughs> and listening to stay tuned for the following chapters. <laughs> yeah, sure. I you want to get it all together, and uh, I think people will be well well served by reading Zechariah because it it can be confusing in places, but at the same time, wow. I mean, to give prophecies 550 years before they happen in such detail about the Messiah's life, and then 2,500 plus years when the Messiah will return a second time to set up his kingdom. And they were given to Zechariah to encourage the people. So we benefit from it because we're encouraged too. We know that when these prophecies are fulfilled, and they have been, 300 general prophecies in the Old Testament, 109 specific prophecies about the Messiah wow. and his first coming have been fulfilled. And if prophecy has been fulfilled, then we know that we can trust the Bible as God's word and we can put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior. Ooh, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Johnson. This is why we want to encourage you guys to follow along with us as we dive into this incredible, incredible book. And uh, it's just super exciting. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, Nathan, if you could take us to the first portion there of Zechariah 9, that would be fantastic. Okay, well, before we get quite to the coming of the king, he's going to cover a number of uh, prophetic events that will happen to uh, around Israel and her neighbors and their allies and their enemies short term. 
So let's read verses nine, uh, chapter 9, excuse me, 1 through 8. And that goes, The burden of the word of the Lord against the land of Hadrach and Damascus its resting place. For the eyes of men and all the tribes of Israel are on the Lord. Also against Hamath, which borders on, and against Tyre and Sidon, though they are very wise. Mm. For Tyre built herself a tower, heaped up silver like the dust, and gold like the mire of the streets. Behold, the Lord will cast her out. He will destroy her power in the sea, and she will be devoured by fire. Ashkelon shall see it in fear. Gaza also shall be very sorrowful, and Ekron, for he dried up her expectation. The king shall perish from Gaza, and Ashkelon shall not be inhabited. A mixed race shall settle in Ashdod, and I will cut off the pride of the Philistines. I will take away the blood from his mouth and the abominations from between his teeth. But he who remains, even as he shall be for our God, and shall be like a leader of Judah. And Ekron, like a Jebusite, I will camp around my house because of the army, because of him who passes by and him who returns. No more shall an oppressor pass through them, for now I have seen with my eyes. Oh, now, Nathan, I see there's some incredible <laughs> words of encouragement. I know there's a little bit of history. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about this passage. Well, what it's talking about is the nations that uh, surround Israel, particularly Tyre and Sidon, which today makes up modern Lebanon, which is right. north of Israel. Ashkelon, uh, that's the Philistines along the coastline. Gaza, Gaza's in the news a lot this last 10 yes. years or so, ever since Israel pulled out of Gaza and the Hamas rules it like a street gang and they're constantly shooting rockets and building tunnels to get to Israel. And so today, Gaza and Ashkelon, they're still a problem to Israel. Uh, Hezbollah in the north has 100,000 rockets pointed at Israel. Wow. So these are nations, yeah, and incredible. Israel, it, it's a, a powder keg any time that could go off. And Israel is dealing with these nations. But these nations have been a problem for Israel for thousands of years. Right. And this is a prophecy about their fall under Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great is the great Greek ruler who blitzed across the uh, Middle East. He defeated the Persian Empire. He defeated Tyre and Sidon. Mm -hmm. he, he defeated the Gaza area. And he went down to Egypt, but he did not destroy Jerusalem. The rabbis were smart. They came out and said, hey, look, here's a prophecy about you written in the book of Daniel. And so, and Nebuchadnezzar, excuse me, not Nebuchadnezzar, Alexander <laughs> uh, spared Jerusalem and spared Israel, but he did not spare their neighbors and he destroyed them. Nathan, I just find that fascinating. It's almost like these individuals that were named even before they came on the scene, I believe like Cyrus and many other, right? Yes, Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied Cyrus 150 years before he came and wow. made a proclamation to allow the Israelites to return from Babylon and rebuild the temple. And who gets to benefit from that? But Zechariah. It's his <laughs> return, the first exile group back to Israel. So Bible prophecy is amazing because the Bible can be substantiated for the time period that each of these prophets had written and the fact that these prophecies were fulfilled much later. And so when prophecy is fulfilled, we know that the Bible truly is the Word of God. What, Nathan, I, I mean, this is just amazing. So People don't understand what the reality is that is going on. Even today, like you mentioned, we see it, uh, all these nations surrounding Israel trying to destroy it. And that little bit that we see in the news is nothing to compare to the reality of behind the scene. It's true. The news is very skewed against Israel. Uh, the media tends to take a view that if we just appease the Islamic world and get rid of Israel, then all our problems will be over. 
No. Israel is the stopgap that's keeping the Islamic world from totally pouring into Europe and the United States and the West and attempting to destroy it. So Israel, we need to thank Israel because Israel is on the forefront there. They're keeping the attention mostly focused in the Middle East at the expense of their own soldiers and their own citizens. You know, Nathan, that's why we have to pray so much for Israel. And it's just uh, such an attack against God's people. And that's why I'm so excited uh, for the love that you guys have in Dr. Reagan and so many others for the, the nation of Israel. And, and I visited there and I tell you, Nathan, it was my first time and I just fell in love uh, with the land because it, it points to the Bible. Everything around there points to the Bible and also even the times in which we're living in uh, points to. And, and here what you're sharing with us is God's faithfulness to his people. Right, Nathan, God will never forget Israel. He will never forget his people. I was incredibly impressed that you and your wife will travel around Israel without a guide all by yourself. <laughs> and not that it's dangerous or anything, or that there should be fear that for your lives, although you did go down to Jordan, which was impressive. But I just, man, you are my hero because you went to Israel, you, you toured it, and you made the pilgrimage that I think every Christian should make at least once in their life. Not that they'll, they'll gain any kind of extra special spiritual blessing from being there, but they get the spiritual blessing from knowing their Bibles better by being there. Because you can then point out, uh, for instance, Tekoa. We read about how the prophet Amos came from Tekoa. And you'll, you go to Tekoa and you're like, oh my goodness, right. it's a tiny little neighborhood. You know, it, it, it hasn't changed much in thousands of years. Or Jerusalem, or how close everything is, or, or being on the Sea of Galilee. Man, I love that video you put on Facebook where you're on the boat going across the Galilee, knowing that's where Jesus walked. And, and he fished, and, and he lived there uh, in his base in Capernaum. And it just blows your mind. You, you yeah. can now picture things that you read in the Bible, and it helps make the Bible come so alive. Amen. And it's so encouraging, Nathan, and you're absolutely right. So I want to encourage anyone that is tuned in or listening. I mean, Nathan, you, you, you mentioned to us, I mean, it was like a map that you just talked to us here in Zechariah 9. The areas that you just pointed out to us. It is so cool because when you go to Israel, you, you pass by Gaza, right? Nathan and Tyre and, 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 and all these areas. And it really makes things come alive. So this passage to me in Zechariah 9, it, it really hits home. It does. And you realize that all these warring factions are so close to Israel. I mean, you go up to the top of Mount Carmel, you see the Valley of Jezreel, which is Armageddon. And you look north and you can see Lebanon. You can see right. Syria. You know, if you go south in Israel and you look down the coastline, you know Gaza's there. I mean, for us, these are like counties in New Jersey duking it out with each other. I mean, this is a small territory here. And yet the, the Lord has given great promises to Israel and to the land yeah. that are being fulfilled to this day. And, which we will read in the next section of Zechariah 9, was fulfilled in the Messiah's first coming. Praise the Lord. You know, Nathan, I also love verse 8. And I, I, I just want to, uh, it says, I will camp around my house because of the army, because of him who passed by in him who returns no more shall an oppressor pass through them for I now have seen with my eyes I, I love that that word uh, encamp around my house right and, and yeah. it shows God's faithfulness uh, much like Jesus said in the word of God I will never leave you and I will never forsake you so we the church and Christians that we're encamped by the Holy Spirit and God's protection yeah we're part of Christ's ecclesiastical kingdom if I can use a big word there meaning the church <laughs> 
this church age since uh, Pentecost up to the rapture, the Lord does have a kingdom on this earth, though spiritual, and that's an ecclesiastical kingdom, a church age kingdom. But we're waiting, waiting for the Davidic kingdom, where Jesus actually physically returns, sets up his kingdom based in Jerusalem, and rules and reigns out of the millennial temple over the whole world. Yeah. So in the meantime, Christ, the body of Christ, or, or the church, the ecclesiastical kingdom, exists and the Lord camps around us. So even though, man, you watch the news and you see how terrible Christians are being treated, uh, Putin over there in, in Russia now, it right. says that people can't evangelize outside their own churches. We're seeing Christians being slaughtered by ISIS and Boko Haram. We're seeing Christians being marginalized in the United States and in Europe. And we're seeing yeah. it just seems like the church is losing ground every step of the way. Mm. But the Lord, the God of the universe, yes. camps around his house Whatever we're losing, we're losing because God wants us to lose. That's right. And for His purposes. You know, Nathan, that's a very good point. Uh, uh, God, nothing escapes Him. Sometimes people think, oh, maybe God didn't notice that. <laughs> no, <laughs> everything is under His control. Our lives are also in His hand. That was a very good point that you just made there, Nathan. Thank you so much. Again, for those of you that maybe just tuned in, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Zechariah chapter nine the lord jesus is coming he's coming very soon for those of you that are tuned in via tweetcasting.tv facebook we thank you for tuning in and also your questions and your comments you have a question for myself or nathan jones make sure that you post it there and we'll try to get to those so nathan awesome awesome passage but yes nate continue to take us to this incredible passage in zechariah this is exciting certainly well we're up to the next stage now and that is uh, verses nine through ten and brother this should blow your mind Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the fowl of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The battle bow shall be cut off. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Oh, man, that is, Nathan, I mean, right there, this is just power-packed. Because we notice just in verse 9, it, it, it's a, a incredible word of encouragement. And I'm sure that must take your mind all over the place. Right, Nathan? Well, uh, verse 9 and 10 are actually two different advents of the return of Christ. When I say advents, I mean uh, comings or return. Right. Uh, in the prophecy, anybody who has studied the prophecy in, in verse 9 there recognizes that this is talking about Palm Sunday, a week before Easter. When Jesus entered Jerusalem as a king, and the people put palm branches before him and shouted, Hosanna in the highest. Right. And they were shouting, O daughter of Jerusalem. They were rejoicing greatly, O daughter of Zion. Just like the verse said. And Jesus came, but he didn't come as a king would. And a king would ride on a white war charger type horse, and he would have to be wearing tremendous gowns and, and robes and a crown and have an entourage around him. But no, Jesus came as king. He came lowly and riding on a donkey, not just any donkey, the colt or a fowl of a donkey. In other words, a child, a, a little donkey that had never been ridden for, but just was finally strong enough to carry a man. Right. So this is not the way a king enters their kingdom, but Jesus knew that the kingdom would not be his yet until his second advent. And that's what we read in chapter 10. When he comes, 
The second time, the Lord will come from heaven on a powerful war charger with his armies behind him. He will blow through the closed gate of of, of, uh, the eastern gate and up to the temple, and he will set up peace in the nations, and he will reign over the world from sea to sea and the river to the ends of the earth. So these are the two advents of Jesus Christ, all rolled up, brother, in two verses. (laughs) Nathan, and the reason why I think this is amazing, uh, when I posted, of course, our program before uh, we started, I posted on social media, and and there I posted a picture of Jesus on a donkey, but then I posted Jesus in his glorified state when he is going to come riding on this incredible war horse. And I wanted people not to get confused. Yes, the Lord is coming. But it will not be riding the donkey, right, Nathan? <laughs> no, not at all. His donkey riding days are over. No, that's right. Evangelist Don Perkins always says. <laughs> but this is an amazing because there's a lot of uh, prophecies rolled into here that really spoke about the coming of the Lord, his how he was going to enter Jerusalem. But Nathan, the sad thing is that the Jewish people should have known, right? They should have seen these days, and, and they didn't. They were very confused because when they read these passages, obviously they didn't see it as two Advents. It was one Advent rolled up in one. In other words, Jesus was supposed to come. He was supposed to defeat the Romans. He was supposed to set up his kingdom in Jerusalem. And the apostles would rule as, as governors and all. That's one of the reasons that Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. Right. It wasn't The prophecies weren't being fulfilled as he thought they would be fulfilled. But Jesus came to set to die on the cross for our sins. Yeah. He needed to have victory over our sin and death first before he could set up his kingdom on this earth. And the apostles, even though Jesus taught them and taught them and taught them, they didn't understand it until he resurrected. Ah, then they understood why Jesus died on the cross. Mm-hmm. But the Jewish people, they read these verses. Even the people who were shouting Hosanna in the highest as Jesus right. rode in were confused because they thought he was going to ride up defeat the Romans and be hailed king, and it didn't happen. They didn't realize that God first had to be the spiritual king before he could be their physical king. Nathan, good point. And they got part of the prophecy in Daniel, right, that the Messiah we cut off. But then there's the other chapter. He is going to return, but in a different form. Yeah, they, they didn't understand it. It's called prophetic perspective. It's like you're you're on a, a plane and you're looking up at a mountain, right. and it's actually two mountains lined up with a valley in between, but you can't see that because from your point of view. And at the point of view of the people during Jesus' time, they were looking at these prophecies, and it was like two mountains lined up to look like one mountain. Yes. They didn't realize that the two advents of Jesus Christ were two different times. They only thought of it as one time. So the people at that time were very confused by these prophecies. But we, praise the Lord, since it's post the Pentecost, we can look back and say, ah, we're talking about Jesus coming back a second time. You know, Nathan, that's why we love having the Bible, because, I mean, (laughs) we can see the ending, right? Back then, they couldn't. Yet you and I and all those that are watching and those that are, that are listening, we are so blessed because we have the whole story. We have the beginning and we have to the end. But the guys during that time, the prophets, they didn't have that privilege. True, true. And that's why when we read verse 11 to the end of the chapter, why it's also confusing because it mixes the two advents up together. Yes. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Yeah, continue to bring us through. This is just exciting. Well, as for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I, this God talking, will restore double to you. For I have bent 
Judah, my bow, fitted the bow with Ephraim, and raised up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O grief, and made you like the sword of a mighty man. Mm. Then the Lord will be seen over them, and his hour will go forth like lightning. The Lord God will blow the trumpet and go with whirlwinds from the south. The Lord of hosts will defend them. They shall devour and subdue with sling stones. They shall drink and roar as with wine. They shall be filled with blood like basins, like the corners of the altar. The Lord their God will save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they shall be like the jewels of a crown, lifted like a banner over his land. For how great is its goodness and how great its beauty. Grain shall make the young men thrive and new wine the young women. Wow, if people don't see a word of encouragement there, Nathan, they're going to need glasses. Because yeah. <laughs> and the people during Zechariah's time, they needed that encouragement. Uh, they were really disappointed in how badly the temple building was going. They were really disappointed in, in the constant turmoil they had with their neighbors, trying to slow down the return of rebuilding the temple in their land. And so this was encouraging that one day that the Messiah would return. He would rescue them from their problems. And he would set the Jewish people up as an exalted people over Absolutely. And so, yeah, 2,500 plus years later, this is going to happen. But the, God wanted the Jewish people at that time to know he loved them. He had a great purpose yes. for them. And brother, when you live a life knowing that God loves you and he has a great purpose for you, you live your life like you never did before. You're supercharged, you're energized, and life has purpose. There's a bounce in your step, and there's a smile on your face. Nathan, what a one... You know, I think you just encouraged someone out there, Nathan, because that is so true. One of the things why people are committing the hideous crimes that they're committing today, they don't see the purpose in life, right, Nathan? And real purpose can only come through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as His Holy Spirit, right, Nate, opens up our eyes to see what's found in Christ. Excellent point, brother. Uh, people, when they live their lives so focused on what's going on now, then they don't have the big picture, the eternal picture, and they don't live their lives with hope. And Bible prophecy does that. As you say all the time, Bible prophecy gives us that hope, and Zechariah is filled with hopeful Bible prophecy. Absolutely. You know, Nathan, it reminds me what the Bible says in Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 12, uh, uh, I'm reminded, it's a wonderful verse, 1225. It says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Bible prophecy, is, it's a good word. That's what you're sharing with us today, Nate. <laughs> it is indeed. You know, I, I really love that. What a wonderful word of encouragement, Nathan Jones. I, I, I mean, one thing that I also noticed there, verse 12, Nathan, this world is in need of hope. Return to the stronghold. You prisoners of hope. I'm looking there, I, I, uh, again, Zechariah 9, uh, 12, and, and we're in need of hope, right, Nathan? That's, that's why the nation, the people are losing hope. I mean, they, they, they're keeping their eyes on the wrong things. They're keeping their eyes on the economy, on the politics, and not on the Lord and on His Word, right? Right, and then when they see the world faltering, they think that God is weak and can't keep it together. And their faith in God falters too. But God's a big picture God. He sees the beginning from the end. To Him... Who lives outside of time, his victory is already done, he has already won, and he writes about his victory as if it's past tense, it's already happened. For us, it's future tense. We know for a fact that Jesus Christ will win, and through him, his children, that's us, we will win as well. So that should give everybody great hope. 
You know, Nathan, verse to uh, verse 17, and again, for those of you that are tuned in live, again, you're tuned into the Truth Who Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. We're looking at Zechariah 9, uh, verse eight, uh, 17. Nathan, you, verse 17 just has so much beauty in it. Uh, number one, uh, it talks about uh, God's great goodness, right? And also his great beauty. Uh, and, and then I, I, I'm just looking at that and I'm saying, wow, look at how much is packed uh, in that one verse. It's a real great testament to who God is. The goodness of God is, is just unchanging. It's never ending. He's ultimately giving and generous. His great beauty of who he is is a perfect sinless Savior willing to die for us. And his bounty that he provides, uh, grain and wine, is supposed to signify not only physical bounties like living in a wonderful land and having plenty of food, but the bounties of the heart, joy and peace and all those wonderful things that come from the fruits of the Spirit. So, yeah, brother, that is a fantastic verse to describe God. Absolutely. And, Nathan, and that's why we pray that anyone that is watching and listening, we pray that you're being encouraged by the Word of God. We oftentimes say that Bible prophecy is good news. It's not gloom and doom. It's the Bible showing you how God became man. He came to this earth because God loves you. He sent His Son, Jesus, to die at the cross so that you will see His grace and His goodness. And here, this is what's being prophesied, that He will come lowly, riding on a donkey. And today, Jesus also reveals Himself to those that honestly are seeking Him with all their hearts. And that's why we want to encourage you, if you don't know Christ, we're going to give you an opportunity right now for you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And from week to week, as we do this program, Nathan Jones, with the heart of an evangelist, challenges you to come to Christ. And he's going to do that right now. We pray that you open up your hearts to receive the Lord. So, so Nate, maybe you can speak to that person on the other side that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, how they can come to know the Lord, even right now, if they wanted to. Accept Jesus as your Savior, as your Messiah. He has already come. He has died on the cross for your sins so that the punishment for your rebellion against God will be placed on him. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you too will be saved. And pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promised he will forgive you of your sins. He will cleanse you of the guilt. And you too will know the joy and bounty that is the Lord God. Mm, thank you so much. And again, maybe you've trusted in Christ. Uh, let us know. We would love to uh, pray for you and encourage you in the things of the Lord. And also want to thank you for tuning in to our program and just uh, supporting us in prayer. And we're going to leave our lines open. 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363. 8463 in case you're in need of prayer uh, and, and in case you need more materials uh, or resources in case you accepted the Lord Jesus. But again, we want to encourage you dive into the book of Zechariah. Uh, read the following uh, ending chapters like Nathan Jones encouraged us. He already gave you the outline. <laughs> so Nathan Jones, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But thank you so much for joining us. It's always a joy to have you on. Always a joy, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for those of you, again, that are tuned in, again, remember, we will be back, Lord willing, next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you for tuning in.